the road to recovery. You might be cruising down it. A friend or family member lost on it. Or the road is, well, still under construction. Relevant Recovery Radio is about getting to that destination of normal health, mind, or strength. Now, Relevant Recovery Radio, here to give you the keys, Larry Weedy Kind. Hello, welcome to this episode of Relevant Recovery Radio. I'm your host, Heather Mosier, and my sidekick... No, co-host. Featured guest, my husband, Donnie. Is on here. Welcome, welcome. Co-host Donnie Moser. Glad you guys are listening this beautiful January afternoon, 2022. Welcome to the new year. Yeah. Yeah. I got a a new husband this morning. He (laughs) shaved his beard against my will, but we'll get to that later in the show. (laughs) (laughs) It looks great. I look younger or something. I wish they could see us. Then they would know you're a liar, like I do. But no. So uh, this show, Relevant Recovery Radio, we are sponsored by the Matthews Hope Foundation. And the Matthews Hope Foundation has an amazing 10 to 14 day detox and recovery program here in downtown Houston. We're located inside St. Joseph's Hospital. And the phone number for any information about our detox or two year recovery program is 844 263 4673. I'll give that information again at the end of the show. But today. Since Wait, I got a question. What, what makes your detox different from any other? Well, well, first of all, it's 10 to 14 days. You won't find that anywhere. So um, tip, it's longer. So there's three core elements of our care model that makes us a very unique detox. The yeah. first one is the length of our detox program. Okay. Right. So that's very unique. And we have a full clinical staff. We have spiritual wellness, diet, nutrition. It's about much more than just getting your body detoxed. It's almost like a mini residential. It's a mini residential, right? Okay. So you get all of that curriculum that you normally would from a 30-day place. And, and in addition to that, the second thing that makes us unique is the IASIS. This mm-hmm. is a, my, I know you love IASIS. So what it is, is a microcurrent neurofeedback wellness modality that calms your, your body and your central nervous system. It bathes your brain in energy. And it tricks your brain into producing uh, endorphins like dopamine and serotonin, the feel-good stuff yep. that you're not normally producing, especially yep. when you're coming off drugs or alcohol. I sleep better. I eat better. So you don't have to be coming intense. off drugs or alcohol to do IASIS. And so if you would like information about that, you can go to IASIS Tech, which is I-A-S-I-S. T-E-C-H dot com. And you can click find a provider. Uh, we, there's several everywhere now. And, and it, you do not have to be coming off drugs or alcohol to get it. Mm-hmm. My husband is almost nine years sober and he gets it all the time. Love it. Loves it. And uh, But it really can help improve multiple areas of your life. Anxiety, depression, uh, TBIs, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, all sorts of things. Maybe by next week we'll have Brittany hook it up to my face and see if she can stimulate hair growth. <laughs> So, so, yeah, Donnie sees one of our IASIS techs, uh, the ICP Brittany, and she's amazing. Yeah, she and, is. And maybe she can regrow your beard for me with a fancy session. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, core element number two is IASIS. Clients get it every day while they're in our detox, except for their first day. We're letting let them sleep. Um, but then we encourage them to continue it post-discharge, and we will eliminate any barrier that any client has uh, to getting IASIS post-discharge for up to two years. And in addition to that, we have have a recovery support team. These are state um, accredited recovery coaches, which I lead that team. I'm the, I'm the, what is it called? Recovery support team lead. And so we head up a, a team of people that have 
experience living in recovery to help guide these people that are leaving our detox to help them navigate their own recovery for two years free post-discharge. That's pretty awesome. Normally you just shake and bake. They get you, you know, over it and out. And they kick you out the door and they say, good luck. Yeah, that's and pretty cool. that model has an over 90% relapse rate, which is why we're doing something completely different. And it's pretty cool. It's working. So let's talk about New Year's resolutions and shaving my beard for the new year. So, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about New Year's resolutions because I bet our listeners, whether they are um, struggle with substance use disorder or not, a lot of people make New Year's resolutions. What's your What's like the first thoughts that come to mind when I say New Year's resolution? I think, oh no, I got to exercise. Mine is stupid. It never <laughs> works. Well, I think that that that's kind of why I want to talk about it because everybody sets New Year's resolutions and very few people keep them or successfully complete them, whatever right. they are. And so I wanted to talk about this in hopes of helping people see why New Year's resolutions fail or how making a New Year's resolution could be more beneficial. Hmm. And, and so like... And how not to set yourself up for failure. Yeah, because we don't want to set up for failure, right? We've got to make attainable goals. So whether it's a New Year's resolution or not, I think goals are great. Mm -hmm. The human race, people need goals, period. Whether your goal is sobriety or your goal is to get a raise that year, or your goal is to start exercising. What if your goal is to get fatter and do nothing? Well, I think that's obtainable. I can do that. That's definitely obtainable. I, in fact, I have. I have done that <laughs> in my life. Were you cognizant that it was your resolution, your it was, goal? No, it was like just in the back of my mind. Like, I think it just happened. So here's what Subconscious. I want people to understand is your life is going to change for either the good or the bad, one way or another. Nothing stays the same. It's going to change. It's going to change. Yeah. And I get some power, some say-so, in which way I'm going to change. Am I going to change for the better, or am I going to change for the worse? <laughs> I wish I was like those guys, I, and I sponsor a bunch of them, um, that come in and get sober, and they immediately switch their addiction from the gym, from drinking and drugs to the gym. Right. Right. And so, Very common. yeah, they, they don't necessarily get emotionally sober or really like recover quickly, but they recover their, their <clears throat> physique really right. fast. And so we call that like substituting one negative coping mechanism for a positive coping yeah, mechanism. But if you're the real alcoholic, that thing doesn't last. Yeah, that's never been me. I, I, I can force myself to go to the gym because that's probably what the biggest New Year's resolutions are like. Well, I actually have uh, a list. diet. Forbes just put out a list. What? Forbes. Yeah, I'm going to read it. So it says, here are the most popular the most popular New Year's resolutions. Living healthier, getting happy, losing weight, exercising, stopping smoking, reducing drinking, and meeting career or job goals. Those wow. are the most common New Year's resolutions. Wow. I've done those all in a span of a day, but they only lasted <laughs> I mean, about a day. They only last 23 hours? Yeah. Yeah. And if so, I made it through the whole day. And so, like, let's take healthier, right? Like, getting healthier is great. Sure. Get healthier, you know? And so, Can I get healthier with Whataburger? Um, no, oh. Donnie. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Relevant Recovery Radio. Don't go anywhere. Listening to 
Relevant Recovery Radio. I'm your host, Heather Mosier. And her co-host, Donnie Mosier. <laughs> my forceful co-host, my husband, Donnie. He's here. Yeah. We're talking about New Year's resolutions. Uh, we're talking about goal setting and how to achieve and not fail because everybody's intentions are good with this, I think. Well, you always think about the outcome. Nobody, You know, here's what I think it is, is when I want to set a New Year's resolution... I think about the outcome. Mm-hmm. I envision what I'm going to look like eating better and going to the gym and how I'm going to buy these new clothes. Yeah. But I never envision the work that it's going to take to Me get too. there. Me too. So I have this um, girl's trip coming up in May to go to the beach. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, I want to get my body ready for the beach. Which... Oh, yeah. How was yoga yesterday? <laughs> and, uh, you know, what? I didn't do yoga yesterday. I was oh. Um, but in my mind, I don't think about all of the short-term decisions and sacrifices I'm going to have to make. Like no more brownie bites or Hawaiian bread? Listen, I think those are still fine. I don't think that's part of the sacrifice here. <laughs> my sacrifice is your lack of a beard. I'm really upset about it. <laughs> I married a man with facial hair, okay? No, but so like, let's talk about getting healthier or exercise or weight loss in general. What's your top three on the list, on this Forbes list? Okay, it even gives the percentage. Okay, so living healthier is 23% of all New Year's resolutions. Oh, wow. Okay, getting happy, 21%. Wait a minute. I know. Getting happy. Getting happy. Uh, Losing weight, 20%. Exercising goes to seven at that point. So, I mean... Getting healthy and exercise, they really should be in the same category. It's weird that people would split those up. Well, I think that there are some people that probably identify as already having a healthy lifestyle that just identify that they need to exercise. Mm, maybe. Right? I don't know any of those people. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's the caveat. Maybe it's not just specifically exercise. Maybe people want to change what they're eating to, quote, get healthier without any exercise, because I'm the queen of that. My, my problem as an alcoholic is that I love to set myself up for failure. Yeah. And so I'll make the decision that, like, I, you know, I love to ride my bike, right? I love to get out early in the morning, and I go ride my bicycle 12 to 14 miles a day, and, and I enjoy it. Yeah. But when I haven't been doing it for a while, or it's going to the gym, or it's whatever, here's how I set myself up for failure. Like, I've been staying up till midnight, I get up 15 minutes before I have to work, whatever, and all of a sudden I decide that on Monday, I'm going to start this whole new regimen. Yeah. Yeah. So I decide that I'm going to get up at 5 a.m., right, three hours before I normally would. That's ridiculous. And I'm going to be in the gym by 5.30, and I'm going to do this and this, and and I have this laundry list of things that I'm going to do. And so what I think is the problem is you're you're not taking baby steps for small Correct. change to increment yourself into this goal. You're trying to jump all in. Right. Like so what happens is, out of the, let's say I've set five things that have to happen. The first one of those things that doesn't happen, everything crumbles, and I just stop doing all of it right. because I set myself up with all these parameters mm-hmm. uh, instead of saying, you know what? Okay, cool. This week... I'm going to try and get up 30 minutes earlier and I'm going to take a walk or I'm going to just just maybe my goal for the week is just to get up earlier. I don't know. Right. So you would say that you set goals in an alcoholic fashion, all in, 
100,000%. Yeah, 150%. See, I'm not yeah. like that, even though I'm an alcoholic. Like, I'll say, okay, I'm going to start doing yoga every day. And then, like, yesterday goes by and I didn't have time to do yoga. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll do it yesterday. But then, like, 17, 11 days go by right. and I never did yoga. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so the difference is you just don't set goals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not setting myself up for any failure, Donnie. That's literally great. the way to do it. If you don't want to fail at a New I Year's resolution. I have no expectations on myself. You just don't do it. <laughs> You're like, you know what? I'm going to like cave this cushion in on this chair this next two weeks. So I want to talk about that spiritual principle for a moment, though, of the baby steps. Like you have to, if even if it's a 1% change... Because uh, everybody's changing. Your cha- your life is going to change this year in 2022. My life is going to change. My life... This well, morning, my face got better looking and younger. That's not fact. But it changed, nevertheless. <laughs> I would say it went in down the negative rabbit hole, and maybe you think it's positive. But I'm uh, not happy with this change. So how do I get a beard back on my husband? That's mm. a goal. That's a short-term goal for me. <laughs> Right. I'm going to hide your clippers. I'm going to hide your raise. I, I have short-term things I can do to achieve but, this goal. But we're talking about New Year's resolutions, but we could be talking about this throughout the year, right? Now, everybody does this at the beginning of the year. This is It's kind of a big joke. It is a joke, and here's why. It's, it's like the people that only go to church because it's Christmas or Easter, right? Or it's the people that only try to make positive changes in their life because it's right. a New Year's resolution. You right. can do this any time. You can improve or negate improvement in your life all year does long. That, does the Forbes list give like the top five failures? It doesn't. Does it give any of the success rates? Uh, there was a different article that gave a success rate, but I didn't save. Oh, here it is. Only 40%, 46% of people who make New Year's resolutions are successful. So less than half. That's higher than I thought it's it would be. It's way higher than what I thought as well. I thought everybody was a low life like I am. That's no. weird. These are the al- not alcoholics. These are normal ah. people that can achieve goals on their own power. Normies. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so let me describe that for a moment because in the 12-step world, we joke around about doing things alcoholically or that we're an alcoholic. What that means is that we try to self-will, willpower, bullhead our way into achieving whatever we want, um, and it's very self-centered. Very problematic for people that are alcoholics or drug addicts, right? Because there's no like uh, supernatural, higher power, spiritual well, compass in it. Well, that's the thing too. Um, you know, when I got sober for a long time, uh, the idea of working the steps to get a connection to God in my mind it fixed the alcohol problem. It fixed the drug problem. Mm-hmm. I never thought about applying it. To, to the th- everything. The things that I have failed at my entire life. Like, right. I've pretty much been a fat boy since I was 12. Yeah. Um, at two years sober, you know, I started making those changes, but it wasn't until I, in, like, started saying, okay, God, watch what I put in my mouth. Like, give me the power for this. Like, can you help me? Like, prayer in the morning and really thinking about it. And I started doing some, like, prayers before I went in a restaurant because yeah. one of my biggest problems is you give me a choice on food. The only guarantee is that it'll be a bad one. Right. That's just the way I work. And so I've struggled with food. I've struggled with exercise. I have struggled with saying the wrong things to the wrong people. I've struggled with horrible... Cutting your beard when there's no good reason for it at all. (laughs) I've struggled you know... (laughs) This is a problem. This is like the third time that it's happened in our marriage, and it better be the last is all I'm saying. I haven't done this since like 2017. No, it was later than that. 20... No, it was 2017. It was 20- Have I done this before in our in our when we've been together? Uh huh. 
Really? Yeah, I, didn't, couldn't I hated find a picture it then, it. too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about things that you could do to get me to grow it back. Let's talk about smoking, for instance, because I want to give uh, our listeners the paradox of needing yeah. needing power versus not needing power beside your perfect, willpower. I have the perfect solution. Mm-hmm. When I was 33, I quit smoking. I quit smoking cigarettes after 20 years. All I did was smoke more pot. <laughs> right. But my point is, is that your daughter had come home crying from a school thing about how dangerous smoking was and yeah, cried she did. to you. And so we call that frothy emotional appeal. It sufficed for you. Your daughter crying to you was enough for you to find the motivation or willpower to stop smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Now, you traded it with weed and alcohol, but you stopped, quote, smoking cigarettes. I did. I haven't and, had one since. And And so, like, you'll think that on your own power, you didn't need God's help to stop smoking. So... I want right. to look at, at that in context of any goal, or it, what? If, what if I need this promotion at work? What well, if, that's the funny thing is what that if I, I want have, to quit smoking. What I, if I failed at a hundred goals? Yeah, and I don't look at any of those that I failed on my own power. I always go back to the one, one. when I was thirty-three, and I'm a little bit older than thirty-three a now. Bit. and you're like, see what I did, see what yeah, I can I did achieve. It. I always go back to that goal that I fulfilled, but I don't look at the thousand that I've failed and why did I fail? Them. But there's this paradox that I want to explain around someone who is a real or a chronic drug addict or alcoholic those people like you and i and maybe our listeners will be absolutely unable to stop drinking or smoking based on their willpower or motivation to do so cigarettes or weed well i said drugs or alcohol and oh you said smoking so it confused if me if they're chronic yeah that's true and so like you were acute. that's my experience you were acute you weren't chronic so that's why you were able to stop on your own power cigarettes yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Relevant Recovery Radio. I'm your host, Heather Mosier co-host maybe husband donnie we'll see how it goes see if his beard grows back or not or cut you if it doesn't looks 10 years younger this morning um so before the last break we were talking about for some people goals to in order for goals to be achieved you're really going to need power outside yourself Hmm. and i want to use your smoking as an example because i think that you're in, you were in delusion that you were able to stop smoking on your own power. Look at what I achieved. However, For sure. you actually just replaced it with weed and, and alcohol at the mm-hmm. time. So you actually didn't stop. You just traded one habit for another. But for a long time, I stood up beside that and said, look what I did. Look what I did. Look yeah. what I did. And, and when so, really, I just replaced it. So if any listeners, um, you personally or maybe a loved one, struggles with with achieving a goal that has something to do with drugs and alcohol. Well, think about like, oh, a drug and alcohol. Dr- I'm yeah. saying drugs and alcohol as yeah. an example, um, that this resolution is I'm going to not drink every day, right? Maybe someone's goal is I'm only going to drink on the weekends or I'm only going to drink when we go to parties or watch your ability to do that or not, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because your intentions may absolutely be a thousand percent. But your ability to achieve that goal and follow through may be dependent upon whether or not you have chronic alcoholism or not. Now, chronic alcoholism has nothing to do with what you drink, how often you drink, or how much you drink. Chronic alcoholism or chronic drug addiction has nothing to do with anything external. 
Right, right. And so many people think, well, I can't be an alcoholic because I don't drink every day. Well, that's an external excuse. That has nothing to do with the illness. And so look at your ability to leave it alone for good and for all with just your desire. Or are you going to have to swap substances like like you did, like I did, and trade substances in order to still fill that void? You may do it with shopping. You may do it with gambling. You may do it with sexual relationships. You may do it with lottery tickets. You may do it with food. But can you really, do you really have the power to leave it alone? Right. Or, well, and, and can you be honest to look at your experience truthfully? Right. That's what I was in delusion about for so long when really I was trading drugs and alcohol for men and shopping, right? right? And I was really not having any sort of moral or spiritual compass or spiritual guidance in, in any of that. So I was self-will run riot. And so I want to say that New Year's resolutions are good and goal setting is good, but be realistic about how to get from point A to point B and look for truth. Look for your ability to achieve that or do you need outside help? Right. Right. And look for, I mean, that, the biggest thing is, like I said, when I quit smoking, I thought I did it on my own. Look what I did. I wasn't truthful about it. When I wanted to quit drinking a hundred different times and I would quit drinking for a month and a half, two months at a time, be like, look, I'm not an alcoholic. Right. I wasn't being truthful about, you know. How much weed you were smoking right, while you were to, not drinking. Enough to knock down an elephant <laughs> on my way out the door in the morning. Right. You know, the thing too is that when the goal, when I fail at these goals, I, I, I just turn to something else. Right. Right. Uh, I look for something else and I'm constantly, I'm literally just like a spaz, just running around like, ah, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Control, control, control. And the real problem is, is that at some point when I keep failing because I'm relying on my own power, I give up. Right. I see people give up. It's discouraging. Right. They get discouraged and they don't realize that a few simple changes mm-hmm. could really make the difference between failure and success. So so if you're thinking about setting a New Year's resolution, well, oh, and you have a goal, write it down. But I think even even worse than that, when I say give up and, or it backfires or I, my big goal, you know, because I've been overweight a lot of my life was always with food. Mm-hmm. And so I would quit eating or I'd eat right for spells for for periods of time Mm -hmm. and what would happen is when I would fall off it would be a bigger fall off than ever and Mm -hmm. I would end up gaining more weight than when I began that diet right and so what I kind of want our listeners to understand we're kind of describing the same thing in a very uh, Mm -hmm. ununiform way but in order to really achieve real lasting results Mm -hmm. real lasting change in the positive directory you got to have a spiritual compass there you have to have some sort of uh, higher powers help outside yourself and and it it can be through others through people that help you through people that encourage you um, through prayer and meditation all sorts of tools can be used Um, but you really got to kind of look outside yourself and I want to make that point because I noticed a really funny thing as I was looking at this Forbes list of the most common New Year's resolutions and what I noticed is that they're all about self-improvement. Right. I want to eat better so that I feel better. I want to I want to work out so I look better. Now listen, I'm not against self-improvement. I'm going to get happy. Get happy. I'm going to get happy. Get you happy. So what how self-centered is this list? How self-obsessed is this world? Well, how self-obsessed, yeah, how self-centered is the world? So the, that's my point. Um, right. I was looking at this list and 
and I was realizing how self-centered. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong to exercise. It's not wrong to take care of your body. It's not wrong to lose weight. It's not. Right. None of these things are wrong. But it becomes wrong when you're so obsessed with yourself that you don't ever look outside yourself. Well, and I think it's because people don't understand the paradox. There is an operating paradox. And, and it's funny, like, you have so many people that are against God today. You have so many people that are against religion in general. It doesn't even matter what what the religion is. Or the reason. Be, right. <laughs> right. That they don't look at it honestly. So they may look at Christianity. They see a few hypocrites. They condemn the entire thing. Uh-huh. They may look at uh, Islam, condemn the whole thing. Whatever the religion is, they condemn it whole wholesale the entire deal based on human fallibility which is hilarious because that has nothing to do with it but what they're not looking at is the aspects of it that are good and almost every i would say spiritual belief spiritual practice religion says it's a paradox when i get out of me to help others i will feel better as the result which for most human beings today, that thought is so far outside the realm of possibility. And that's, uh, when I was reading this list in this article about the most popular New Year's, and this is for right now, for this year, um, I just thought, man, I really think, because you and I, we take others through the 12 steps mm-hmm. in our fellowship, and, mm-hmm. and so we're kind of have a keen eye to look for self-obsession. <laughs> and nobody ever believes us when we tell them, if you want to get out of self, you just got to start working for others. If you want to feel better, start doing for others. If you want to, whatever. Because that's what eluded me for 34 years until I found the fellowship. I kept making changes in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. This job change or these the children I'm going to have or the goals I'm going to set or the furniture I want or getting organizing my house. Me, 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 me. And I was doing it, trying to find happiness. My motive wasn't malicious. However, I had no clue that that's where happiness was never going to come from. Correct. And so I encourage our listeners to look outside of yourself. Set a New Year's resolution on what you can do for somebody else. And the problem is that the only way I know that I could... Um, do certain things today because I've been through them. I know that if I apply certain things to God, mm-hmm. they will get done because I've been through them. Right. The problem is telling somebody who is just in an orgy of self, <laughs> yeah. right? Selfies, what about me? Get out of my way, blah, 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 mm-hmm. to say, hey, put all your focus on somebody else. Not you. And mm-hmm. you will do better. They have to do that to believe it. And right. that's the real problem right. is to make that leap. And so that's that's what I've learned. I really feel like goals are not bad and self-improvement is not bad. Exercise is not bad. Losing weight, all of that stuff is good, but it pe- can become a thorn in your side if it goes into the self-obsession territory right? where you don't do anything for anybody else. And so I was like... Well, and that's why I think when people fail at these resolutions, they just turn to something else that's self. Right. Something else itself. Right. Whether right. that is, you know, gorging on it. Well, I didn't make it to the gym, so I'm just going to eat what I want. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't start eating better. So, you know what? I'm going to go run up a credit card. Yeah. To even feel if better. they don't fail, even if they think like if they don't drink that weekend. But yeah, but you ate a whole cheesecake. Right. On Friday. (laughs) Right. It's like you got to kind of look at what you're replacing it for. And if it's still more self, Mm -hmm. you're going to have chronic anxiety, chronic depression and chronic unhappiness, chronic discontentment. So counterintuitive. So counter to everything I've ever thought in my life. And so that's the paradox of happiness. It's like the spiritual principle. If I just focus on others, not self, God somehow seems to take care of me and then I become happy. What is that Adam T.? 
uh, thing where he says, <laughs> "I love Adam T." Um, I sought my God. Yeah. Oh, I, wait. That's what it is. I sought my soul. My soul I could not see. I sought my God. My God eluded me. Mm-hmm. I sought my brother, and, and I, I found, found all three. three. And so I love that because it's like, oh, you can try to find God or try to be spiritual. Oh, you can try to find happiness and try to find your purpose. But really, if you just focus on other people and mm-hmm. loving other people and meeting needs for other people, you'll find all three. So you're saying, so let me ask you this then. Do you believe that a resolution should always be outside of self? No. Or could I have some you that are for both. me as well? I think it should be because a mix. If, if I don't eat better, if I don't go to the gym. Then you won't be around much longer to help anyone else. Right. It's about balance. And I think it's about, so you've got a couple of things. It's balance. It's setting smaller goals. Like, hey, this week. I'm just going to get up at this time. Set them in small increments, write them down, make a plan, line out those baby steps, you know, and make it achievable and include God in it. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Relevant Recovery Radio. I'm your host, Heather Mosier, my sidekick, co-host, featured guest, Donnie, whatever you want to call him, beardless husband at the moment. (laughs) Um, We're talking about New Year's resolutions, setting goals, um, and how to actually achieve those goals. More than half of all people that set New Year's resolutions fail. Yep, and we've talked about that now for the show, is what kind of goals, what they look like, and why do they fail. Right, and then we talked about including a spiritual compass, something outside of me, power outside of me to help me achieve these goals. Sometimes we need other people. Sometimes we just need supernatural power. Sometimes it's better to look outside of self and not be so self-obsessed that I think my life is only going to improve if I improve me. And and when I'm looking at everything on the outside, what I'm really trying to do is find a contentness. Mm-hmm. That's really what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to be content. Right. I just want to be happy. I just want to be okay with me. And the problem there yet again is if I focus on me, I won't find it. But what happens is that if I focus on outside issues, if I focus on helping others, you know, that is the that is the 12th step in our program, mm-hmm. right? The, the final step... Once you have got a connection with a power, once you've gone and cleaned up your past and cleaned up the wreckage, the final step, the final suggestion to is help someone else. go help others for free and for fun. Yeah. And if, if I don't do that, I, I always say this, and it's kind of abrasive, but if I don't do the 12th step, if I refuse to go give it away to someone behind me, then my problem at the core is still selfishness and self-centeredness. <laughs> it How? legit, we laugh about that. It legit doesn't get any more, more selfish. selfish. Like, <clears throat> here I am, I've gotten sober. I've got a problem with drugs and alcohol. My life's in the ground. Let I've me come to the your rooms. fellowship and work 11 steps and then bye. I don't want to help anybody else. I've chosen a victim. We'll call that victim <laughs> a sponsor. That sponsor takes time out of his life yeah. to dedicate to me to help me. Yeah. And what do I do with it? Keep it to yourself. Refuse to help anyone <laughs> right. behind you. And I come up with a hundred reasons why I can't Too busy. help them. I have kids. I work a lot. Listen, I have a job. I work 17 hours a week <laughs> and uh, I don't like people with, and I'm, I'm an introvert. With COVID and the way that the world is like online with Zoom and everything now, there's absolutely no excuse to not find someone to help at least once a week. Right. It's and so, ridiculous. And so if we know it's a paradox, okay, what is a paradox? A paradox is something that seems contradictory, but is true. Okay. So 
If I want, okay, so let's look at it in order of the list. The first thing on your list was eat better. Yeah, first thing was live healthier. So if I want to live healthier, I can go the route of just attacking that and try to live healthier to find that content, or I go help somebody. Mm -hmm. So let's say that I start volunteering with the Boys and Girls Club, or I start volunteering with... Right. I start putting time into that. Suddenly, God, God starts does, does giving something me, in you. Mm-hmm. I start getting a content. Mm-hmm. Well, well, if I'm a little more content, I may stop. I'm going to look at that piece of cake and be like, you know what? I don't need the endorphins that's going to give me because I'm already feeling okay. And that's that's the whole point we're trying to make with this show is that if I just try to focus on me and what I want and what I want my body to look like or my life to look like, that's a setup for failure. Every time. Every time I'm telling you it's a setup for failure. Or, or you know what, there are some people who are really good at doing the same thing over and over and they get that routine and they go get the better body, they get the better body, but here's the problem, it's never it's good never enough. It's never lasting. And they still don't feel okay on you'll the You'll achieve that goal and you'll still be unhappy with yourself and you got to set the next one. And then, and it's like this chronic discontentment of these goals where you're really getting nowhere. You're not getting happy. And so the so weird thing find is... find the balance and include other people. Right. <laughs> Help other people. Like, I wish that when I looked at this list of the most common New Year's resolutions, we saw like volunteer at more soup kitchens or help Habitat build more homes. But or... here's the thing. Here's the thing is that, I, again, self, self, self. self when self, I knew self. that I needed to find God, I wasn't able to because I thought that was what I needed to do. I need to go out and read the right books or do the right stuff for me. And it doesn't work that way. No. It's focus on others and God does for you. And it goes back to what I said earlier. I sought my soul, my soul I could not see. I sought my God, my God eluded me. But I sought my brother and I found all three. The more I go help others, mm-hmm. it's the more I get out of self and a more room. That's how I found God. Yeah. And if we have any listeners that, that think, well, I don't have anybody to help, uh, call your nearest NICU. <laughs> right. Go rock a baby. Right. Uh, call your nearest Red Cross or shelter. There are people. All go duck next door and ask them if they need anything. I think Loaves and Fishes has reopened downtown. You can go down there, there and serve food There are so many ways that you can help people. But I want to show, even if you're a normal person that doesn't struggle with drugs and alcohol, this is the secret that the twelve-step world has found. Right. Is the paradox of helping others. That's why you work the twelve steps. The twelve steps are to get you. Uh, out of self but let's and more helpful to others now let's wrap it all up because we've hit a lot of stuff okay so if i'm going to make some good resolutions if i want to find true content and happiness if my goal for 2022 is going i never thought we'd make it this far by crazy the way. 2022 but 2022 you gotta, if my goal is for happiness then you know what this year i'm going to do something counterintuitive and i'm going to try and help others let's so see what happens I the first thing is if you're going to make a new year's resolution of things you want to change balance the list make some of them about you and some of them if not more than 50 percent about others and start small start small you know what once a month i'm going to go down to loaves and fishes and i am going to serve breakfast, lunch to the homeless. Even if it's like, I don't know, maybe people are against it. Even if it's like, give a dollar to a guy on a corner. Simple. Just sacrifice. Pull 10, 20, $30 out, put it in your car and hand it out until it's gone. what's really good if your New Year's resolution is to get organized and clean, you know, have a clean, organized home. Cool. Box up everything and go take it somewhere where you donate that stuff to people who need it. Right. So here's what we're saying is we're going to do more than 50% of our list. For others. For others. We're going to set small goals. Attainable goals. Now, 
the glue that binds all of this or that makes any of this possible is what are we going to do? We're going to ask the spirit of the universe to give us power to do this. Whatever your God is, I don't care. Right, right. It doesn't matter. Right. If it's Mother Nature, if it's crystals, if it's... I, I Really, it just doesn't matter. As long as you believe that there's a power in the universe that can help you. Right. It's all about altruism. Yeah. Altruism is the opposite of selfishness. Right. It's selflessness. And the more that I focus on altruism and helping others, the more power... God seems to give me to do all the other things around my life. It's so weird, life. but the it's problem crazy. is you had to. I had, we had to take that step first. So let me ask you this. I have a New Year's resolution. Uh, I liked this one at the very bottom of the list. There's two I liked it. One was spend more time with friends and family. Ooh, build those relationships. So build those relationships. Get off social media. However, don't go spend time with you know your family just so what you can get from them and make sure they treat you well or they compliment you or build you up. What are you bringing to them? Right. What How can you, can bring you to the be party? helpful to them? Right. Make sure you're going with that spirit of love and altruism. But my favorite is travel more. That's my but goal wait, this when year. I was when I was newly sober, I was so weird going into groups of people I didn't know, and my sponsor gave me this hack. He said, when you walk into a room full of people you don't know, as an alcoholic, you want to be the the king of the room. You want to run that room. Center of attention. And he said, here's the hack. Walk in. When you're talking to people, start asking them all about themselves. Ask questions to others. And by the end of the party, I was the hit of the party because all I had been doing is allowing everybody to talk about themselves all night. Because then you give them space to talk about them and they feel closer to you and you get to know them. Yep. You know, and so my favorite is travel more. That's my New Year's resolution. I want to travel more with you this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you about six months summer. Make sure that beard grows back, and I want to be seen <laughs> in public with you. Number one, but once the beard is back, but that means my baby steps leading up to it is like strict budget in January and February. More, I got to sacrifice. I got to make these achievable goals so I can cash flow a vacation with you. And if in January you don't set aside the exact amount of money you wanted to set aside, do you give up? No, I don't. I I try again the next month. I try to see what I can sacrifice and where I can pull it from to try to make it as close as possible. And, you remember and it's all progress. I made I made more than a one percent degree of change. And I remember that I'm human and I need that outside power, right? Yeah, and so and I'm gonna pray and ask, like, help me out here. Yep. And I'm gonna be okay failing because it's what I do, and I'm just gonna keep taking one step at a time forward. So if you are listening and you or a loved one struggles with any substance use disorder, drugs or alcohol or prescription medications. or You can't do it on your own. You can't do it on your own. And you're not going to be able to just pray it away. There is some elements to this illness and it's going to require... Uh, a program like the 12 steps and you can give us a call at Matthew's Hope Detox our number is 844-263-4673 thank you for listening happy new year everybody